Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, y'all? You tuned in, huh? To Queenside. Yeah. With your host, who? Giselle. Uh-huh. The queen. Better know it. Hey. You're now rocking with Giselle the Queen. You yeah. got the wisdom of the elders still connect with the team. Uh-huh. Watch it keep the attention of everyone else in between. Needless to say, hey, she's doing a thing. Better believe it, she baby. She's gonna make you feel love if you are all alone. Uh-huh. If you wanna ask a question, dial her up on the phone. Okay. All the men they respect her, all the females dream to be a woman just like a she's Giselle the Queen. Talk about it. She's all about the community. And all she wants to do is see a little unity. She's trying to make a better world out there for you and me. Okay. And this is how I reply when they ask me who is she. Queen Side. Giselle. Queen The Queen. Queen Side. You're now rocking with the best, ha. Huh? Queen Side. Giselle. Queen The Queen. Queen yeah. You're now rocking with the best, hey. Hello world, hello, this is your girl Giselle right here on Queen Size with Giselle today, of course, you know what today is, it is Thursday, June the 30th, last day of the month, and we have a very exciting show for you guys tonight, we have author Sean Wright, with his artist, the male, the sex beast, that's what she calls herself y'all, the sex beast, Rap artist, singer, multi-talented artist, Melody Weaver. Y'all, it's been an amazing um, week for your girl. Like, all week long, I have been getting nothing but emails of castings and um, (laughs) so many opportunities that are um, paid. And I'm just like, wow. I mean, this week has been Super, super, super crazy. At the end of the show, I'm going to tell you guys where I'm going to be. I'm going to be in some places that I didn't think that I would be, but it's going to be bananas, y'all. But we're going to go ahead and get the show rolling because you already know it is absolute power hour, one hour, full pack, nothing but craziness um, that's going to go on. So we're going to go ahead and bring on our guest. Sean, are you there? Giselle, can you hear me? I can hear you very clearly. What's going on? Long time oh, no see. I know. Last time I saw you um, was your birthday party. You were super smashed. And I probably had <laughs> a little something to do with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. When when my birthday party is a total blur, right? And I'm, and I'm going to be honest. Like, y'all was passing me drinks so much. And I think you gave me a gift bag with a bunch of liquor in it. I don't remember anything about that night, but you know, I just I thank God that like all my friends and loved ones was there, and um, I think uh, well, I don't think Portia from Real Housewives of Atlanta was there, and you know what I mean. And it was so dope that just so many people just came out to support and show love. Like our VIP section was lit and. Everybody came bearing gifts, and I, was, I just had so many bags and bottles of liquor. Um, I'm surprised they let y'all get them in the club, but in any event, you know, for you to come out and show me love after we only met once uh, when we were both, well, no, I was a judge at the fashion show, and you were walking. Is yeah, that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's you know what correct. I mean? And for you, to still, for you to come all the way from Alabama after that one meeting and still show me love for my birthday party, man, Giselle, I can't, I can't, I can never thank you enough. Like, I, you were one person I didn't expect, not because we don't have a common love for one another, but because you don't live here in Atlanta. Like, you came from Alabama to hold me down, and I respect that. I love that always. 
Right, man. You know, it's always all love. You're super cool, dude. Um, I had an awesome time at the casting. That's I'm at middle of the casting too. Melody was there, a beautiful girl. I'm sorry, she was great. I was like, oh my goodness, like intimidatingly beautiful, um, young lady. Very sweet spirit, though. Um. It was just all love, just partying and all that, and you were just like, oh, we had to some crazy pictures. You <laughs> 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 we were just like, everybody was like, Sean drunk as hell, like, he's drunk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we have Mel online yet? Is Melody here yet? She should be yep. online, Mel. You... There she goes. Hello, Melody. Welcome to Queen Size, baby. Thank you. Oh, no, you can't come out here being shy now. You're going to have to. <laughs> you're let me, to let, hold, on, let, hold on, hold on. Let, this, let everybody know, like, this is Melody's first, like, interview interview. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's done spot dates here and there, but, you know, besides the spot dates, like, this is, like, her breakthrough interview. So you really getting, like, an exclusive, Giselle, because you're family. Y'all remember who gets to get them first. They come through here. They have to come through here. It, it, it's mm-hmm. all, all love. I'm glad to have you here. I'm going to take it easy on you, Melody. I'm going to take it very easy on you. But then I want you to bring it. I want to, I'm going to hear what, you, what you're working with. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to start off with a little segment. At the beginning of my show, always have something fun going on, something to talk about when we have, you know, like, Shows going on, guys. Just something to laugh, have a good time, relax, unwind. So this segment we're gonna call is Petty Betty. Okay, everybody knows what a Petty Betty is. Petty Betty is like somebody that's extra petty about it and every single thing. So I'm gonna throw out some topics to you, just some random stuff. So y'all gotta be like on it. I'm, I'm gonna throw out some topics to you, and I want you guys. Just to tell me how you feel about it, because I know you got you know, to be petty. But you got to be petty. But Giselle, so you, know I'm not, you, know, you know I'm not going to bite my tongue, right? Oh, hey, that's what I want you to do. That's exactly what I want you to do. you got to come with it just like that. I want you to come with it just like that. I mean, we're only sisters, so don't worry about, you know, somebody muting you out or anything like that. No, you're good. Say how you feel, feel what you say, and we're going to get it popping. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Yeah. Okay, first thing is balls or no balls bathrooms. Sean. I believe, um, as far as this whole first of all, let me you know, you gotta say this now. Um I don't have nothing against gays or transgenders. Right? However, for the safety of my children and children, you know, if you can't you can't just say because I want to be a woman today, I'm going to go in a woman's bathroom. Because what's to stop the perverts from saying, "Oh yeah, this is who I am." You know what I'm saying? So whatever you were born with, that's the bathroom you should go into. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, my kids are grown, but I have a goddaughter who's a teenager, a young teenager. You know what I'm saying? I have friends that have young daughters, and I don't want some perv going in there just because he can say, "I identify as a transgender." I'm going to go into the woman's bathroom. Like, you opening up a whole Pandora's box that I'm not really feeling. So, nah, just because, I mean, if you, if, if you was born with a, with a, you know what I mean, you stick with you, you know what I mean. Because Man, it, what it, you it, think it, about that? Man, what you think about that? Um, I'm kind of on the fence about it because it's like sometimes I go to the – you know, the ladies' bathroom, when I'm just trying to escape, you know, a guy I don't really want to talk to. So, I don't know. But. Balls and no balls. That's how I feel. I'm going to tell you how Queen feel now. I hold no punches. First of all, you said, well, now you got to say this. I don't have anything. Why don't everybody, why don't people do that? Like, you always come with this disclaimer, like, before I say this fucked up shit I'm going to say, I want you to know <laughs> I don't have anything against you, um, <laughs> but, you know, this is how I feel about the shit you're doing. I don't know why we do that. Everybody does it, though. Everybody does it. Like, you know, hey, you know, you cool, but because, I don't fuck with you. Because, 
Because, Giselle, listen, I'm going to tell you why I do that. Like, I learned a long time ago. Like, I've been in the game for a long time. I learned a long time ago that you have to, when you're in a position like I am, you've got to put a disclaimer out there because, you know what, somebody, you got, how many listeners? Two million, three million listeners? Like, you you up there, right? No, we have 5.7.
I mean, as far as people going live, like, I mean, I'm a little, I'm a tiny, tiny bit older, but I'm still connected. You know what I mean? Um, I, I'm in an era where somebody just convinced me to get a Snapchat, and I don't know how to use it. <laughs> I don't know how to use it. So, and I think, and when I learned how to use it, I think it's dumb because it's not something that. Stays up there like you want. You get twenty four hours, some shit like that. Yeah, right. Yeah, Snapchat is just using up megabytes in my phone because I don't use it. It's stupid to me. It's it's more for a certain demographic. But as far as people going live, like okay, Mel was with me the other night um, at the uh, Atlanta Hawks draft party. Right, it was a VIP party, and I tried to go live on Facebook. I didn't try. I did go live on Facebook, but. It showed me in a bad light. Like my God just told me, my God daughter just told me, like you played yourself. You know what I'm saying? I was so <laughs> drunk, and you can't take that back. Right. You know what I'm saying? You I was like, yeah, it's me, live, blah blah blah. Now, mind you, I mean, I was so lit, I didn't see it until like after I'd done it. And that's something you can't take back. So my my point is to your question, if you're gonna if you're gonna go live, two things: make sure you're on point, and make sure you don't get shot. Because a lot of people get getting going live and getting shot. Oh wow, wow, wow! In the past month, you like, see people getting shot going live. Yeah, like people got people been killed live. Like that. Like shot. Mhm. Wow. Like yo, this is so and so, and I'm and niggas told me I can't come on this block, and blah blah blah. And next thing you know, the phone drop, and I mean you hear gunshots, phone drop, like they get rid of. Yeah, they get rid of right there, right there live. So. Oh, and y'all better stop going live. Y'all better stop going live. Let me tell y'all about going live. This is how I feel about it. I think going live is a good part. It's a good integral part of Facebook where you can kind of see what's going on with people, what they got going, et cetera, et cetera. But my whole thing is don't go live and you ain't got shit to show. That's what pissed me off. <laughs> I took out my time to click on this shit, and I'm still watching it for 13 damn minutes, and ain't, ain't nothing happened for 13 minutes with your ass on here rambling about some bullshit. You say you got an event. You say you're going to do this. You say people lined up, but then you don't see nobody but your ass and two other motherfuckers. I don't understand that. What are you going to live for? Motherfucker, you need to go pigeon. No, I don't like the live notifications on my phone. Like, yeah. is not, like I got 5,000 followers. No, I'm sorry. I got 10,000 followers. I'm sorry, 8,000 followers. And they'll be like, oh, Shaniqua is live. Now, if I just happen to click on Shaniqua and she in the car singing a future record, what the fuck is you going live for? <laughs> that's, that's my... Right, like, you know what I'm saying? Right, like, right. Like, see this. I don't. Like, why are you going live? You know what I'm saying? I go live when I'm at an event. You know what I'm saying? Or I go live if I'm sitting in front of my computer and I'm working and I just want to connect with my viewers or my fans, my followers. But if my, I guess to, 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 to end... Or around this segment off. If you're gonna go live, make it worthwhile. Don't make me stop what I'm doing to look at some corny shit. <laughs> and not at the time it's some corny shit. Corny. Speaking of cornballs, New York dicks. What you gotta say about it? I think uh, they just need to like disband. <laughs> Y'all remember um what was that movie with uh the it was a comedy about them being in the they were like basketball players or something? Uh oh man, what is the name of that movie? Uh with Will Fell.
Only one. What you got to say about the Knicks? Hmm? My thing is this. Um, it's so many... There's so many different ways you can go with so many different things, and everybody has a difference of opinion. You know what I mean? And I learned, not today, but yesterday, your opinion will, like, totally fuck somebody's day up. And I hate to, I hate to reference this, I hate to reference this person, but the first person I ever heard say this was Nene Leakes. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Nene. A hit dog will holler. Oh, I'm from Queens, so I never heard that shit before. So when I heard it, do, do, do you know what that means? I do know what it means. Like if I'm talking about you, if I'm saying, if I'm talking about something, and you find it offensive, maybe I'm I, I was talking about you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? No, I'm joking. But um, that is the truth. Do y'all think the NBA is rigged? There's been a lot of controversy, you know, the Curry, oh, they've been hollering the NBA is rigged. No, the NBA ain't rigged. Yeah. No, rig. My fucking team been losing for 70, 17 years. <laughs> Listen, I'm a New York Knicks fan. I was born in blue, I mean, in blue and orange. I'm going to die in blue and orange. No time soon, hopefully. You are um, Spidey. Yeah, yeah, me, yeah, me, me, me but is the NBA rigged? Ah, it depends on what level it is. Um, is can it can can games be manipulated? Yes. Is it rigged? No. And I'm gonna tell you why I don't think it's rigged. That means you got to get over a thousand people to say this is what we're gonna do this year, and you you guys have to stick to it's a it's a it's a screenplay. This year we want LeBron to win. So from start to finish, here's what you guys have to do. You guys, you guys, uh, Atlanta, you guys have to throw this game, go to state. You guys have to win this game about so much. It, is it politics? Yes, because there's dollars involved. But is it to the point where it's a secret fraternity? No. I'm going to tell you who wins and loses the games. You don't have to have everybody involved. All you need is the referees. Wow, that's true. That All you is need is referees. So true. That that you is don't true. LeBron, you don't true. need listen. You don't need LeBron to score five instead of fifty. You don't need uh, a Steph Curry to score thirty instead of three. All you need is the refs to call the right plays at the right time and blow the whistle at the right time. It's the turning point of the game, or or not. When you when you watch an NBA game, you're like, oh my god, the refs are just letting them play. There's too many people that's calling plays or playing games these days. We got like we're gonna do our last one for Petty Betty, Kevin Gates, holy and married. He said he's holy and married. I didn't. I was confused. I was like, what? Um, holy and married. Okay. I don't know if there's a thing as that. Um, marriage is, I don't know. I, I've been married. Yeah, he said he was holy and married, or like some chick was trying to touch him or whatever. Um, DJ Tracy was trying to touch him. And uh, Gates, hugged him I saw and that. He like next to him, and he was like, oh, I'm holy and married. Don't touch me. But then he was all oh. hugged up. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was somebody oh. else. And like being extra fantasy, so everybody was like, "What the, you know, what the fuck going on with Gates?" Like every time you turn around, he's switching up. He's doing something different. He's saying but something. Jazzy. He's talking to himself. I'm like, I've been told y'all this dude is a flake, but okay. Listen, listen. I, I I respect Kevin Gates because I've listened to one of his interviews. He's very very intelligent, and him and I have a lot of the same views. Like he's been with the woman he loved forever. You know what I'm saying? They've been they've been with each other for years. However, um, the whole thing about sleeping with his first cousin and thinking it's okay because it is what it is, I ain't with that. You know what I'm saying? Right, um, right. I'm not with that. Uh, his music is dope. His views, up until 
I don't care if I sleep with my family members. I don't rock with that. But I never, I never respected Kevin Gates. I'm not gonna say I never respected him. I never knew about Kevin Gates. So I watched him on, on the Breakfast Club. And I love anybody who knows me. I love documentaries and I love watching interviews. And when I heard Kevin Gates' interview, the first time I ever heard him speak, it was so powerful because me and him have a lot of the same views. Like him and his wife have been together or been in each other's lives for years. You know what I mean? And she accepts the good with the bad and blah, 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 the second and third. Um, there is a there's a mantra that I live by, like, your best friend can be your wife. Or it's supposed to be. But right. when I heard what he did, when I heard what he does for a living and how she rocks with him, I'm like, damn, that's a little bit over the top. But it still falls on the same umbrella as, you know, you know, that's your ride or die. Now, the fact that she, uh, you know, gives two thumbs up to him sleeping with his cousin. I can't rock with that. But I don't knock him for it. What you do is what you do. I mean, he's it's nothing she could I mean, it's nothing she could do about it. It's after the fact. He's already he's already in the step with her. What could she say? But don't Kevin do said that no no, no, here's the thing. <laughs> I've been listen, I've been in situations where like there I'm I'm not gonna mention no names. There is somebody out there right now who is just as equal if not more than a celebrity than I am, right? And it's a female, and her and I touch bases, and she call me cuz all the time, and cuz we got to hook up, and blah, blah, blah. We never met face-to-face. Now, if I would have met her prior to digging through the roots and finding out that we actually are related, something could have went down. But, but, I, I know never, at this point, point no one... <laughs> I'm not going to say a name. Don't try to drag it out of me. I will never. But there's, no way, there's, no, there's no way possible at this point in time because I know that her and I even have a third of blood run through each other's veins. I can't. I won't do it. Wow. She's bad, that's but good. I can't do it. But, I'm but that's a normal thing. I'm, I'm South Jamaican Queens born and bred, so niggas in Queens don't sleep with their cousins. But so I heard. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm glad that you won't sleep with your cousin. That's a thumbs up for me. Y'all, y'all are listening to author Sean Wright with his artist Melody Weaver. We're gonna go to a commercial break, y'all. You listening? Number three four seven two zero two zero three eight nine. Press the number one to come in and talk to author Sean Wright and artist Melody Weaver. Go ahead and give them a shout out y'all but right now. We're gonna go to a break, a music break. And who are we gonna listen to? None other than Mel what's your Instagram, Mel? It's It's M E L D A S E X. The letter C Beast. Mel the sexy beast. I gotta spell it because it's spelled weird. Yeah. Mel the sexy beast. We're gonna listen to one of her new songs, go ahead, satisfy you. I got 
Contradiction is all about. What's a contradiction that you're trying to portray to your audience? Okay, I, you know, because basically I call myself a sexy beast. I call myself, you know, a walking contradiction because my personality, you know, as far as, you know, some people could see it, it could be a really big contradiction because there's one side of me that's really sweet and calm and, you know, just real nice and reserved. And then there's another side of me that's just like, a monster, like, crazy, you know. Whoa, crazy, like, boiling rabbits crazy? I mean, what do you mean crazy? Crazy, like, good kind of crazy, like, for the most part, just, like, raw and, like, I don't know. That. <laughs> So, how did you meet Sean? How how did y'all hook up to be manager and artist partnership? Um, I met Sean when I was like nineteen, so that's yeah, that's a couple years ago. I ain't gonna tell my age, but yeah, I met him when I was yeah. Tell me the story about how y'all met. Like, where where were you? What was going on? And and what when made you, like, say, okay, this is who I want to rock with? Yeah. um, I didn't, you know, originally I didn't know that we was going to have this type of, you know, relationship. Like, when I met him, I actually, I had found him, well, he found me on Facebook. He was writing his um, book called Against His Melody, and he posted it on my page. And I said, I don't know what this is, but it say my name, so it must be good. And so, you know, we hit it off from there. And then he asked me to be in his, um, like, a, a book uh, promo video. So we was in my hometown at the time, Harrisburg. We both had lived there. And, you know, that's how we got hooked up. And then shortly after, like two years later, I believe, 
that's when I moved to Atlanta, and he moved to Atlanta at the same time, and we just, you know, stayed connected. Cool. So how do you like working with Sean? What is it like? What's a day in the life of working with the the infamous author, mogul, Sean Wright? Like, what what is it like working with him? He crazy. He He's crazy. He's silly. He's funny. Like, that's... I think that's, you know, the main thing. That's the main reason why I like working with him because he's just funny. Like, it's it's always a good time around him, and I meet a lot of really good people through him. So, yes, it's good. So why, why did you choose, Sean? You could have chose. You could be anywhere in the world right now, but you're right here with us. Why? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I feel like. We already had that trust, you know, because we had knew each other for a minute. We had that trust. And I just, like, I trust that he ain't trying to get over on me. Like, it's a lot of guys, honestly, that say, you know, they promise. Like, I know a lot of female artists, you know, females who trying to do anything. And, like, they get a lot of men that come at them, you know, that say they want to help them out. But really, they just trying to, you know, talk to them and, you know, do some other stuff. But, you know, know, he just, you know, like, we just got that that friend, you know, manager. Like, he look out for me. Like, it's just. Because you don't have any worries with him. No what? Any worries. Right, right. I trust him. Good. That that's good. Trust is very important. Have you ever had situations before him that where you know you was trying to get your career off the ground and and somebody you know <laughs> tried to try to play you? Man, I still had them type of situations. Like, I wonder if it's ever going to stop. Like, well, it was the guy who tried to manage me when I was like maybe, I think it's when I was eighteen actually, and I remember, you know, he. He had some good stuff lined up for me, but I could tell what he really wanted, and, you know, that's why that relationship had to end. Word. I can definitely dig it, but you really, you know, you seem to be on your grind. You seem to be very focused. Now, you know I got to ask you this. The artists that come on here, especially those that rap, I got to get a freestyle from you. I got to. It is just customary. I hope that you're prepared for it. Uh, I know it's on the spot, but can can I get a freestyle? You can get something from me. You got you got a beat or yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I got a beat that. I hope you can ride to it. But let me see, let me see. Uh, Sadie, kick that panda joint. Now, 
Tell everybody where they can reach you now. Oh, well, where they can reach me is uh, you can find me on Facebook, Melody.Weaver.1, or on my Instagram, Mel the Sexy Beast, M-E-L-D-A-S-E-X-T-B-E-A-S-T. SoundCloud is the same thing, Mel the Sexy Beast. Word, word, word. Now we're going to get back to the manager in all of this, author Sean Rice. Come on back in, Sean. What's going on, everybody? Nothing much, nothing much. We want to talk to you, man. Like you're managing this great artist. You got books coming out. You got a film coming out. What is it that you're not doing? Man, I'm not sleeping. <laughs> I'm not sleeping at all. No room for sleep. No room for sleep. Tell me about um. Tell me about your book you got coming out. I mean, I got a few books coming out. Like I challenged myself to do. Uh, let me get them right. I, I challenged myself to put out three books before my birthday. My birthday is August 13th, and you know. When I came into this game, like, I never wanted to be an author. And, Giselle, I think me and you talked about this before. Like, I never wanted to be an author. I thought being an author was corny and boring. I'm a Leo, and, you know, Leos love the spotlight. And for me, like, I've toured with Devontae. I'll take that back. I've worked with Devontae from Jewel I've been around Mary J. Blige. I've been around Mariah Carey. I've been around Jennifer Lopez. And from me trans, transforming from a, you know, a ghostwriter or a musical profession to somebody who wants to be an author, I just thought it was corny. You know, if you look at any interview I've ever done, I always said I thought authors was corny. Compared, not not the ability and what they do, it's just compared to the lifestyle I'm used to living. You know what I mean? Um, I got and what lifestyle is that, Sean? What, what what kind of lifestyle you used to live in? <laughs> um, I got into this business at like 15, 16 years old, and I, I was exposed to a lot. You know what I mean? I, um, you know, and a lot of people won't relate to this, but the old heads will. Um, you know, you're talking about Run DMC, The Fat Boys, um, Kid and Play, Houdini, Salt and Pepper. Uh, we just talking about rappers at that point. Like, if I haven't been at their house, I've been around them, you know what I mean? When I was in high school, like a freshman in high school, I, I used to get drove or driven, I should say, to school in Porsches and and, and BMWs. And, well, not even BMWs. Them shits was a, 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 a drug dealer's toy. I'm talking about celebrities. Like, things that are, the average drug dealer couldn't touch. I, like, I used to ride to school at John Adams High School in New York City in the back of a two-door Porsche. I'm talking about I used to ride in the hatchback. You know what I mean? I'm short now. I used to be really short then. So I I used to get dropped off by Prince Marky D. Shout out to Mark from the Fat Boys in the back of a, you know, uh, 928 S4 when they only made 100 of them. Mark had two of them. You know what I'm saying? So I, I came up a different way than the average person in South Jamaica Queens. So I so I'm that I'm not really impressed with what I see today. Like groupies don't turn me on. You know, uh hanger hangers on don't turn me on. I've been through that at such a young age that I'm immune to it now. You know what right. I mean? So um, you know, Mark and my cousin Corey, they shout I can't I can't I cannot not mention him. Uh you know, Corey Rooney wrote and produced Real Love, uh, Mary J. Blige, you know, Jennifer Lopez, uh, Mark Anthony, and the list goes on and on. You know, I grew up under under that era, so I watched the mistakes and I watched the professions, and I learned from them both. And, you know, um, I'm just blessed to have been schooled by, you know, two of the best people that I know personally in the industry. And I'm not saying that because Corey's my cousin. He ain't cousin of my marriage. He's my first cousin. I'm saying I love Corey to death. And, you know, I mentioned something on Facebook the other day, watching the whole Kelly Price unsung. I remember 
there was an altercation with Kelly and her camp, which included her then husband Jeff Roll and you know, me and my people. And I, you know, I had a Glock nine. Oh, I'm sorry, Glock forty in my waistline, and like she was about to get real, and I passed the gun off to my brother at the time, right before the police slammed me on the on the hood. So I've been through a lot, but to be where I am now, never thought I'd be an author, ever, 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 and and never thought I'd be a six-time best-selling author. You know what I mean? And right. I, I had given I, I and I gave up music, Giselle. Gave it up until I ran across Melody, and she like breathed that life back into me. You know what I'm saying? Like, damn, like good music still does exist. I had given up on it completely. You know what I mean? And and I'm not trying to take her shine or nothing like that, but it's a it's a million people in my inbox right now. I can screenshot you and say I do this, I do that, and I do that, and I shut them down. I believe in Mel, and I believe in her vision. That's right. Tears. <laughs> that, that's what's up, though. That that is really what's up. Um, you gotta find, you know, that one that you can see so much in, and you can see, you know, so much potential that you know it could literally change your life. I, I definitely agree with that. Now, about your upbringing, does that shape any of your books? Like, what's the most raw experience that you had growing up? Um. The closest thing I could say is, like, a lot of people don't know this. Like, my family and friends know this. Um, and I don't put this out for, for the public eye because, you know, perception is reality. So I don't want it to look like I'm glorifying it or that I'm something I'm not. I got caught in a bad situation where I was on trial, not, uh, not um, you know, what the textbooks say, whatever. I actually went to trial and I fought for my life, but I was facing eight and a third to 25 years in, life, in jail. And um, it was a bad decision, you know what I mean? I came home from the military. I went to the military when I was 17. I came home with two children and no way to support them, you know what I mean? And when I was when I was in the military, it was my only job was to drive tanks and fire missiles 21 miles away and hit a target. There's nowhere in Queens, Brooklyn, Bronx, Manhattan, nowhere that that skill is going to come into play. Right. So I came I, I came out of the military with two children and no way to support them. That that check that came, that good, good, healthy check, tax-free check, that came every two weeks was no longer there. You know what I mean? And I, I, I went back to what I knew. I went I went back to uh this the the block that I grew up on, which was hundred and forty second street in South Jamaica, Queens, and you know, I I I was denounced by some that they used to call me Soldier Boy. Way before Soldier Boy. And they was like, No, nah, we're not gonna let you get into this life you know, and as a segue, I met a as a as a friend of mine. His name was Sean, but his street name, his five percent name was Life. And he's like, "Man, you up here every day? You might as well get some money." And I'm and as God is my witness, uh, he gave me a thousand dollars worth of crack cocaine and uh, about twenty minutes later, a truck driver driving an eighteen wheeler came on the block and bought all of it. Every last, I mean, the, the whole thing. Wow. And I, and I was hooked, you know what I mean? And, you know, I lost a lot from that. And, you know, I lost, um, you know, family who looked at me as being the savior and, and you're supposed to be different. Um, I just lost a lot because I felt that's what I had to do to support my children, you know? And when I got jammed up, they were looking to throw the book at me on my first offense. Well, it was really my second offense, but um, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't condone drug dealing or nothing like that. But I don't persecute them either because that was me. And you do what you got to do to survive, and this is what we put ourselves in. 
You know what I mean? I got family members locked up. I got family members doing the wrong thing. Who the court might have throw stones at his last house? I, all I can do right now is try to build just right publications, just right entertainment, just right models, just right TV, and give jobs and, and hope to those who don't have nothing else. I'm sorry I'm rambling, Giselle, but I, I, I got caught my feelings real quick because that whole, the fact that I could have been still in jail right now, like, it hurts. But I smile. Right. It makes any sense. Right. Now, now, what made you want to turn one of your books into film? Because you, you're right now, you're working on a film. Um, when is it expected to come out, and what can your audience expect? Um, like I said, uh, A Gangster's Melody was supposed to be, it was actually a film called um, A Diamond in the Rough. And um, I spent my savings three times um, trying to, and I'm, I'm going to give you a bridge version because I can go forever and forever talking about how I blew money on a gangster's melody trying to make it a movie. Um, I never wanted to be an author. I thought it was corny. You know, I'm a Leo. I like, to, you know, we like to be the center of attention. And at the time, rappers is what it was. And, I had done the rap thing, whether it be rapping out in front or being a road manager or being a or, or being a uh, ghostwriter. Um, I had done the groovy thing at a young age, so it was already at my system. I wanted to elevate. And um, when I wrote A Gangster's Melody, like I said, it was originally called A Diamond in the Rough, and I went through so much money trying to get it done, it just didn't happen, so it sat there. And people who had read the whole script was like, this should be a book. And um, I'm like, man, I ain't trying to be no author. Like, authors don't got groupie. Like, I'm a Leo. Like, we like to be the center of attention. I'm like, hey, we, like, it's, that's boring to me. Like, I just came up, like, I just got finished dealing with Devontae Swing from Jodeci for like a year. It's nothing an author could do to match that. You know what I mean? Um, right. But what I did was I started leaking little pieces and bits of the script to the internet, and it was like blood on the shark tank. And I'd never do an interview without mentioning Brittany Williams. Brittany was an I, not a Y, as my um, as my people say. And Brittany Williams would tell me, Sean, um, this is a number one book, but don't do it like I did. Don't sign to a major. If you got the bread, start your own publishing company and sign to yourself, like how Jay-Z signed himself to Rockefeller. And because I respected her so much, I did that. And I, I never do an interview without mentioning Brittany Williams. You know what I'm saying? The author of Sugar Daddy and Daddy's House, you know, and so many other things. But I would have never did this if she would have not given me the go-ahead because I didn't know nothing about this business. You know what I mean? I still was... A music head, and I just knew how to put my story to pen and paper. And, right. you know, of course, years later, I came across you, and here we are. Now, tell everybody where they can get your book, where they can listen to, you know, anything, or tell everybody where to follow you. How can we keep up with you? You have so much going on, I can't really just pinpoint one thing. But tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. I mean, you can get in touch with me, Facebook.com, and don't quote me on this because I think last thing I heard, I got like nine Facebook pages, but I only know of two. But um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, uh, Facebook.com forward slash author Sean Wright, A-U-T-H-O-R-S-E-A-N-W-R-I-G-H-T. And let me just say this. Um, I'm, I ain't going to throw nobody under the bus, but you say your show's about being real, right? So we're going to be real. Okay. My mother did not name me author. Oh, Arthur. If you don't know what an author is, you should not be following me. Um, you know, when I lived in Pennsylvania, <laughs> when I lived in Pennsylvania, I remember being oh, at the bar, and a girl, you think it's funny, but it's real. I was at the bar, and you know, um, there was a there was a, I was in the bar, and a woman walked in who was a Facebook fan, and she was like, "Oh shit, 
Arthur's in the house. Drinks is on Arthur, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, my name is Sean, but she thought, like, there's a difference between Arthur, the name, and Arthur, your perfection. Somebody right. texted me the other day, and I will never put nobody on blast, but, you know, they was like, so, now mind you, me and this particular person have been talking for a while, and she's like, so, um, is Arthur your first name or Sean your first name? I just want to know what I should call you. And that was a total turnoff because, like, Arthur and Arthur. But when I noticed the the, the, the common denominator, I, I knew where each person came from. But that's neither here nor there. Like, I love my fans, and, you know, it is what it is. But, we hit, like, I had enough shine. Like, this whole thing, right, to me, Giselle, on some real shit, like, Melody Weaver is, like, I touch gold. When I say gold, I'm not talking about record sales. Right. There have been two independent artists in my lifetime that I have touched and 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 have touched me. One I'm not going to mention because he has no relevance at this point in my life. Damn. But, but um, you know, when I came across Melody, it was a no-brainer. You know, and I'm going to leave you guys with this because I'm probably going over and I don't know. I haven't been keeping track of time. But there's something called it. Some people have it and some people don't. You can't be born with it. You know what I mean? I mean you can't gain. I, I, I take that back. You can't you, you can be born with it. You can't gain it later on in life. Melody Weaver is... Today's and she hates it. She hates this comparison. She's our, she's our Lauren Hill. She raps. She sings. She produces. She fucking makes furniture. I'm not lying. But what she doesn't want to be is a sex symbol. I try to get Melody in all sorts of magazines. She will not do it, and I fucking love her and respect her for that. She makes being yeah. a manager so easy. We bump heads because there's a there's a 20-year generation gap. But at the end of the day, I respect her vision, and she respects my wisdom. Melly could have fired me a long time ago. I could have cut her as a client a long time ago. But there's something that's keeping us there. You understand what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, uh, we both know that success only comes before work in a dictionary. And that's really what it boils down to. That's right. Y'all heard it right here. Author Sean Wright and artist, the next Lauren Hill, Melody Weaver. Y'all, thank you guys so much for coming on. Um, definitely don't be a stranger to Queen Size. I want you guys to come back, Melody. Definitely, you have new songs, new tracks to hit. Send me some so I can get you played. Um, I don't mind doing anything to help you guys. I thank you so much for coming on Queen Size, and we're gonna keep up with you guys in just a little bit, okay? I got, I, I got to say one thing before we go. I know, I know, we gotta go. Shout out to Tasha and NRC because if it was no, it wasn't for NR, uh, NRC for Entertainment. I'd have never met Jazzy, and man, Jazzy, I love you. Oh, I love you too, and I definitely love my NRC family. Um, that's NRC Entertainment out of Atlanta, Georgia. They are definitely doing their thing straight from the NYC. Um, you guys definitely took all of them out, also Sean Ray and artist Melody Weaver. Make sure you hit them up on Facebook and Instagram. Y'all have a good night. All right. Bye. Y'all, we are wrapping Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.